This episode is brought to you by Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at wellforce.ai. What does your cup say, your coffee cup? In my defense, I was left unsupervised. Nice. Nice. I love all of your things in your office and your little door hanger. Oh, that thank says, you. Yes. Don't knock or don't come in unless you're a pony or, or a, a piece, piece of, of cake. cake. Uh-huh. And the other side <laughs> says, before you knock, ask yourself, did I bring snacks? Yes. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that. I did a sip and shop last night as a networking thing with our networking women at the Triangle A team. It was so much fun. And it was like so nice to be in a store and have cocktails and we had bellinis. Nice. And, and they made us bellinis and like we had the store to ourselves and we shopped and we tried. We just kept trying. You were like on. VIP. You got to try things on. Yes. <gasps> I know. So that's but and that's I still walked luxury. out with two graphic shirts yes. because that's my. That's your thing. That's my thing. And the I other love one, that now more people are getting vaxxed. I think there's almost a remember the Titans locker room like discrepancy between half vaxxers and full vaxxers yes. like, <laughs> half vaxxers over on that side please the fully yes. vaxxed people feel free to wander about to try on clothing you right. half vaxxers you get to the back right and it's, you sneeze into your elbow yeah it, it was weird and i would take off my, my mask kept falling off as like when i was trying things on and mm-hmm. the sign and the thing it was like keep your mask on while you're trying things on and they were so like kind about the whole thing. I've been vaccinated <laughs> since January. Is it, like fully, I'm good to go. And like, I feel like I need to walk around with that disclaimer. Right. Like I need a button that we says... Need to, we need to laminate our cards and yes. wear them. Yeah. Yeah. Fully vaccinated. <laughs> fully vaccinated. Because it can't um, just be a button. It has to be the actual card right. so we yeah. can trust that it's right. It was just so nice. So, well, and, and to be like pampered and like VIP. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And, and they do that you can sign up for it whenever. It's Rose and Lee Co., in um, downtown Apex on Chatham Street. Highly recommend. You can go and sign up for a sip and shop. They recommend anywhere from six to 12 people is a good number. We had fewer than that, but it was still like, it was just nice. Mm-hmm. And Samantha loves going there. It was really nice to not be there with her. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> she loves yes. all their earrings. and But they're all, and the special thing about Rose and Lee is that they are all, it's not only women owned, locally owned and operated. It is ethically sourced products. 100 and everything is ethically sourced and love yeah. it. Sarah's cleaning the studio. She is. I can't it. handle it. Can't. It's, there's, That's there's, a great idea for small businesses though. It is. Do a sip and shop or something like where it's like private. Movie theaters did that early. I yep. don't know if anybody did it, but I thought, man, that's a cool way to I try know I wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. Yeah, Deanna, our our, photog- our family photographer did it. Art yeah. for people because it's like, I want to do that, but also I could just sit on my couch and watch Netflix. So. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're just like enjoying ourselves because today we have a nice relaxed first hour in the studio we're just waiting on one half of the guys who do stuff let's publicly (laughs) shame josh for being late so like i so we had a a last minute reschedule somebody took our only available slot like rescheduled to our only other available slot between now and the end of july or something like that which we're going to add more dates because we have a waiting list of guests which is yes it's an awesome problem to have i was talking with joe because i knew that sarah was going to check the calendar and then freaking out like oh my god we have an open slot whatever so i was trying to circumvent that and let her down easy after her weekend in mexico where she was all relaxed See, and i didn't and, even i didn't even check it this week but and i fixed it before you would have even known that there was an issue i texted josh <laughs> 
Sarah's wiping off all of the coasters. There's so much freaking sawdust There's in dust here God. from things moving Damn around. It. Okay, um, it's asbestos <laughs> so from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, so just don't worry about it. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted Josh and I was like, "Hey, can you be here at ten o'clock on Friday to do, you know, to record?" It is uh, now with 10, the guys. Who, hold on. So here was the answer, though. So he goes. So I texted him and I was like, "Can you be here at ten o'clock on Friday?" Are you free 10 o'clock on Friday to do a guys and girls crossover episode, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yes. And I said, yes, you're available or yes, you want to like, yes, you can record or right. <laughs> what's the yes. He goes both. I said, okay, great. So I'm yesterday confirmed. Yes, you're going to be here at 10 o'clock tomorrow. This is what we're going to talk about. And I, it's 10, Joe walks 10, in and he's, Josh says he's running 15 minutes behind. And I said, can we just start recording? It's them creative types. It's yep. them creative So this types. is the episode <laughs> of the one where Josh was late. That's our episode for I right now. If you haven't listened to our very first Girls Who Do Stuff episode ever, it was a crossover episode with the guys who do stuff. And it was the part two, part two of, of that because the first half went on the guys who do stuff. And that was like, we recorded that like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. It's been a minute. It I wonder what it would sound like to listen back to the first one of, would we be like, man, the things well, we've learned. We were in a studio that's the size of this recording table. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so freaking excited that I it was know. a real legit studio. Now we're such snobs. <laughs> we're like, we were. That crappy little studio. <laughs> we were in a studio the size of a postage stamp. We called it a studio. It was a, it was a storage closet. It, it really was. was. For tables. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever you need to store. But it was legit. Supplies. And that is a testament to you, Joe. Like yeah. it's, it was legit. You can take any closet and yes, you can turn it into not a closet. Yep. <laughs> and then it was. You can you turn things into your the way different that things. You, you turn things. You turn stuff into different stuff. No, but like the vision of what it could be, right? Like he can look at a space and yep. and see the potential. It's pretty neat to watch that in action. More money, you'd see some pretty cool stuff. <laughs> If you would like to be a sponsor of the girls and guys who you, do stuff. If you could see what the, the studio carry looks like in my head. <laughs> right. Just about 100K oh, short. Oh, look decided to show up. In full, <laughs> in full rain gear, dressed like uh, Bob the Builder from his, <laughs> his motorcycle ride with all his reflectives. Oh, my God. Are you guys recording? <laughs> we yes. totally are recording because oh. you know what? This is the one where Josh was late. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I'm usually not late, but I'm today. It's because yeah, he had to put on heated leather like, pants. I don't understand what's so happening. Josh, every time I've met you, you've been late, my friend. Every <laughs> really? time. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So we've only met twice? Three <laughs> times. Three times. Oh, this is starting out with a bang. For the record, I am in full leather and, and riding an old motorcycle suit. That's why it took so long. Because you had to go through a tube of baby powder to get those pants <laughs> on. Yes. Oh, he's Ross Geller. Yes, I'm like, all I see is Ross I right know. now. He's Ross. Where's our black light? Do we have a black light in here? <laughs> Just, uh, just yeah, yeah. Up over here. right there. Well, it did so rain last night, so I had to make this, you know, decision about should I ride, should I not ride. It's, it's the tail end of the rain. It's supposed to rain all day. Did well, you not check the weather? You like weather. What app are you using? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm actually praying for rain all day because Landon has a 6.30 baseball game mm. on a Friday. Mm. And it's... It, I don't enjoy that. No. You don't enjoy anything <laughs> after two o'clock in the afternoon. 
<laughs> it's like your window of working time is like nine to two and then you're done. <laughs> Ten to three. <laughs> it's my ideal. You made it. Welcome, Josh. Welcome. Thanks, everyone. How long have you been here without me? We started it. We started it. <laughs> two and a half hours. We, we did a live run through of the Lord of the Rings and we just talked about <laughs> the scenes while we were waiting. I love it. Thank you, guys. It's great to be here with all of us. Yeah. Super fun yeah. to have us all back in. We were talking about the postage stamp studio that we all started in. Oh, yeah, the postage stamp. I was the- so proud of that place. Like, I built the shelves you for did. it. You did. You should be proud. Yes. This is the best. And then I moved to a room that was bigger, and I'm like, I walked in there one day, and we were literally using it as a right. closet because yeah. nobody else rented it. And it had a coffee pot, and it was full. It was like a coffee pot and a broom. And it was like, <laughs> oh, the closet's full. Yeah, it was not big. But you started in your you started in your basement, right? We did, yeah, and to one house back we started in the basement and it was a split level and my dogs are always barking and we recorded on Tuesdays which is when the housing people came and blew the leaves so every time oh wow the HOA the landscaping think, people you didn't think to yourself I'll just change it to Wednesday no silly we had Tuesday <laughs> but they would show up with five or six guys with blower packs That's on so and just silly, out there Sarah. making noise yeah and your neighbors totally thought you were a drug dealer because all the nice cars that would pull up one after the other like we'd book two or three on one Tuesday block yeah. and you'd mm-hmm. have these CEOs come by and it was a nice display of fine automobiles yeah. for a while luckily I knew my neighbors but yeah they did think that a little bit they're yeah. like that yeah, keeps coming over he'd be like land rover followed by tesla before teslas were cool right and yeah uh, and then we'd make them sit upstairs and wait because we'd be down another yeah episode. yeah yeah the dogs lick them and smell yes! the ceos are like what the and fuck and they've got yeah. really nice jackets on and i'm feeling really bad about it so uh, sarah would you mind just sitting there for yeah. crotch inspection crotch inspection yes it's like i know Action. you think you're a big deal you just built a skyscraper <laughs> uh, but you can sit there, make yourself coffee. I didn't even make him coffee. I just really pointed at the kitchen. <laughs> My wife says I'm home. bad at that. Like she's, it's not, I think it's endearing. Like when you come over, I'm like, make yourself a home. And then I assume that's what that means. You want coffee, make it yourself. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does not think that's being hospitable. <clears throat> hospitable. So we've moved on. What? This is third generation podcast yeah, studio. Third one, yeah. 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 This one, yeah. Fourth, no, because you had your basement, the postage stamp, the oh, other, yeah. the yeah, big room. Oh yeah, four. four, four, Jen. Thanks for being awake You're this welcome. morning. Yes, <laughs> I'm on my third cup of coffee. Thank you very much. Nobody offered me one. <laughs> well, <laughs> make yourself at home. Make yourself a cup of coffee. Make yourself at home. I love it. There's no coffee in here. You have to go outside to make it. There's bourbon. If you're thirsty, <laughs> yeah, just grab yourself and a water. Morning, morning bourbon. Oh lord. <laughs> Don't worry, it's overproofed. (laughs) So the adventure of podcasting so far has been a ton of fun. It's been, for me, it feels like replacing networking. Like I just stopped networking when I started podcasting. Because for Mm -hmm. me, I'm the kind of person that's really, I enjoy it more one-on-one. Like I'm not the guy that goes to the group networking thing Mm -hmm. and schmoozes. I'm going to find one person that looks like they really don't want to be there. You're my people right now. I'm going to be like, hey, you want to grab a beer and a table and let's just wait this thing out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're my people. Love it. And, I, and I'm strategic about it now. I haven't replaced networking with the podcasting. That would be like losing a limb for you. <laughs> and you can't use lim- lose like any more of those, Jen. No. I like people. Yeah. But you have a, you're a purple person, Josh. I bet at a networking thing, you're energized by it. Did you call me a purple person? Yeah. That's I don't what know. I heard. People, I'm wearing purple. <laughs> I picked up the narwhal purple thing 
And <laughs> this is what happened. I picked up a coaster that was purple and I was just rubbing my eyes, which made your gray shirt make me wonder, is that purple or gray? His and shirt is like a leather. Yeah. And it was one too many things for my brain and you're a people purple. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a people person for sure. I just have to hold back. I have to learn mm-hmm. the art of just going through life and being like just the wise, quiet one and just focusing on that so I can listen more. It's all about listening more when you're born gregarious. When you come out, just, hey, hey, world. And then there's this dawning point at some point. You're like, wait a minute. Everything I'm doing is too much. Wait yeah. a minute. There are other people in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just own your extra. Right? Like that you are extroverted, you are gregarious, that you are like, you're that extra personality and you know that you fill the room, but you figure out a way to balance that with, you know, the times when you do need to just maybe sit back and listen. Well, harmony, mm-hmm. that harmony of like, I can fill a room, but not choke everybody out in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm. There it is. Mm. She has words. As an introvert, mm. I prefer when outgoing people carry the conversation because I don't mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> Yeah. But isn't it so interesting that like the between the guys and the girls who do stuff that we, we have very, two very much introverts and two very much extroverts, <laughs> one on each team. Oh, <laughs> one of each, we were at a big networking event, and I yeah. I knew that it was like pushing her outside of her comfort zone, and I was working the entry table, and periodically I'd see her like hover at the door, and I'm just be like. Because I just yeah. needed a break. Like just you need your break. She's like, I just sit out here and eat my food. Yes. yes yeah, 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 yeah. You'll like. You'll be like, like me. You're like, I'll start the conversations and send them out to you for the substantial part. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll filter what you might be interested in and relatable yeah. with, and, and then send. I'll them find your, the people you want to meet. Yes. Yeah, and that, then send them your way. Oh that, that's really a dream team, isn't yes. it? It's like an old mm-hmm. vintage cartoon. You always see these balancing powers. Yeah. But yeah, I found that in Joe, and Joe found that in me, and mm-hmm. you two have. That's why it's meant to be. And, and yeah, you book. You book. You book most of the guests for guys who do stuff, Josh. You well, found- uh, I, I wouldn't say. I say it's a mix, but in the beginning, I certainly had a Rolodex, and I was just pounding through it. Like, mm-hmm. I actually have something to offer someone now and not just allow hey, me. Yeah, right. Where there's, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a world right. that can help be of service to those folks. Because yeah. that's how we balance, too, over on our end. I do most of the booking and, and screening. And it, honestly, it doesn't even occur to me because it's already done. If I was like, oh, like with Serena, whereas, oh, I really want Serena on the show. Then it was like, okay, but it's already booked up for two months. Yeah. She's already, she's just doing it. Because it also makes me extremely anxious to not have dates booked. Mm-hmm. I need that. Yeah. yeah. I think we would book most of our people like a day before. Oh, yeah. We've really, won- <laughs> we, we, we've won it, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have wong it. Is that a wong it? Yeah. That's we can thing. wong it. On a Friday morning, you can wong it if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Balance. What have you learned from, because you guys don't, so like we're very structured and we're very consistent and we have our, our schedule of recording and we have our schedule of release and you guys kind of do wong it. What have you learned from your two, three years of doing guys who do stuff that for the big thing with talking about taking a break like we used to publish every week and i think like for us taking a break was just giving ourselves permission to to not have to do it every week we just both got simultaneously busy with new stuff i think one of the things about being an entrepreneur that's so fun and suits my personality is it allows you to be like i'm gonna try something crazy new because you got the bandwidth and you can do it you just have to sacrifice a little bit of of time from the main thing but you can basically pull stuff off and josh was switching and doing a new job thing and i was probably doing something i don't know 
I probably doing something. You probably are probably doing something. something. Yeah. I've heard it a bunch of times that for entrepreneurs, it's usually the fifth or sixth idea that takes off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just figure if this is a volume game, I'm going to keep busy. Yes. And I'm going to be trying stuff and there'll be something else. And if that thing dries up and it's worked out for me because the life of a small business owner is very cyclical. And uh, Josh and I joke about it. Like the first of the month rolls around and you're like this again, like you got to earn all the money again. <laughs> like you close out the thing and you're like profit and loss, March, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> now it's April. Frick. Uh, we got to start over. And so things are very cyclical. So it's nice to have three or four things going on for when one slows down, the other can yep. pick up. And so you don't have those months where you're like, I guess I tried. And I think it, it, there is a, a freedom in recognizing, okay, boom, that client's, I have that, you know, that one client that I'm going to book to make sure that it covers all of my expenses for whatever. And then the rest is gravy. And then I can have fun and, and play around with those ideas. And one thing that Joe and I are never short of is ideas. Is ideas. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Here in the, in the business realm, they usually say the, the terminology is you've got at a company or a co- or pro- corporation, you've got the visionary and then you've got the the chief operating or the executor. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely in the visionary position, but I wear both hats because as an entrepreneur, any crazy idea I come up with, I got to do it. So I get to sit in that. And so I get to, I know I have a ton of ideas, but at the same time, I don't feel bad because there's no employees like chasing me around going, oh, here comes another crazy idea from Joe. If I want to do it, I just have to do it. Yeah. Um, so you, when you're starting up, you got to give yourself permission to wear all the hats and not right. feel bad about it or feel mm. like your organization or your thing is broken because yeah. you're just not there yet. I think, yeah, in the beginning, give yourself permission to wear those hats. I think people get stuck in that, though, of I have to wear all the hats and I can't um, delegate or they're too mm-hmm. afraid of, oh, I can't trust somebody else to do it mm-hmm. or And so then that's why they are constantly hitting their head against the glass ceiling going, why am I only making this much money? Because there's only one you. Right. It it took me a year to find an assistant that I Mm -hmm. trusted enough to really do the delegating. And now I'm like sharing her all over the, I told Joe, I walked in a week into it and I was like, we got to get all this stuff done. We got to get all of these things off the ground. We got to figure out a way so that we can onboard Lindsay full time and she can just run the studio and she can run the market and she can do all of these things and she can run our businesses because she's amazing. Is she virtual? She yeah. Vir- she virtual assistant. You want her? You can have her. I'll uh, share. Is she monthly or does she, was she annual? You pay, uh, monthly. You pay for her monthly? Mm-hmm. I like that you thought you bought her by the year. Yeah. Buy her by the year. Yeah. She have a discount for a year. I have a month-to-month contract. <laughs> yes. I, I have a contract with her, but she does. And I did a very task-specific contract with her because I really, I need somebody to do my execution. I am- like, You need an executor. I need an executor. And mm-hmm. that's where I'm high on the ideas and high on the strategy and not great at the execution. So she literally goes through all of my emails every day, responds- Leaves me a to-do list. I'm no longer emailing. I'm only texting you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. Is she an operating system or a real person? (laughs) She's a real person. She's lovely. Her name is Lindsay. Okay, okay, okay. She lives in Chapel Hill. But no, but that's the thing, right? Like I knew what I needed and now I can expand her services out to include more things like managing my CRM and onboarding Mm -hmm. clients. And we started a spreadsheet with like commonly asked questions and common 
answer. It's amazing. Don't, and don't like see the level of joy and how you're lighting up just talking about it because it gives you so much more freedom. Mm-hmm. And I can go yes. out and make more money yes. because she's managing the things for me that I don't really yep. want to fucking do. And that's what people say. They're like, well, <laughs> they're like, I want to make more money, but I'm scared to hire a team. And I'm like, if you're wanting to generate more money, you need to have the team. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, what if I can't afford the team? I'm like, no, no, you're not understanding me. When you have the team, they make you more money. Mm-hmm. And so even if you have to go and apply for like interest-free credit card for 18 months and you put your, you, you, you finagle it so mm-hmm. that you give yourself 18 months to get that person generating lots of mm-hmm. more money, you're good. Like yeah. you got to figure out creative ways, but to be like, oh, I'm not going to grow because I can't, I don't have the money just sitting cash in my account to then have somebody as a team member. You're never going to make more money that Mm -hmm. way. See, I think I'm in this weird category where I come from a background where I used to have a big team. And so I understand what all that's like in managing people and having full-time and contractors, (laughs) et cetera, and trying to manage the budget and the gear budget and the office and the whole shebang. And I am in this phase of life. I actually, one, I really like doing work. Like when you guys are like, just do that crap I don't have to do. That's where I'm a little bit weird and broken. Like I like all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Like we shot a video yesterday and Josh was like, you want to edit it? Which is normally something that's, and I'm like, yes, I would like to. Because I like doing stuff. I just, now I'm not like crazy. I don't like repetitive stuff. There gets to a point where it's like, all right, somebody else can do this. But Lori does your bookkeeping. It was hard for you. When I was like, send me an invoice, you're like, that's just because she me switched just systems think about and how I didn't to- know how to do it anymore. <laughs> but I had it all set up at first. But it would have been okay if you had just texted her and been like, Lori, send Jenny an invoice for $100 or whatever. Like that would have been that, fine. And I want to learn how the new invoice system works. See, that's what I like. <laughs> I like to know how things yeah. work. And I like to, I really optimize things. Like I yeah. really want to get incrementally yeah. better. Mm-hmm. I like those video games where you play them for six years and then your character gets like half of one, half of 1% better every year. I've been playing the same (laughs) game on my iPhone since like 2012 and I'm like number two in the nation. I like that long-term slow progression. Mm -hmm. It's energizing to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a rush to hire people. That's not my goal. I'm not like, oh, I want to have a big company. I like this. I'm -hmm. I'm fine being me (laughs) and I'll partner up with people when it sounds fun. And uh, I'll hire people when it sounds fun. And when it seems like, oh, that's a person I want to work with. I wonder how much they would. And then you just build the project around it. Yep. But uh, I'm just not in a rush to go back to what I had already experienced. <laughs> and because I know it was I, a negative experience for you. Some of it was negative. But I think also if I did have employees now and built a team again, I don't think it would be negative. I just think from a math perspective, like to earn what I want to earn. I'd have to make five to 10 X more mm-hmm. to afford to pay the people that could do the work. And then in my mind, this is where it kind of breaks. But then I also wouldn't get to do that part that mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. Like, no, well, and, and I think that's the difference. Somebody yeah. Else yeah. Do. That yes. awareness is the difference, right? Cause there are, my thing is that if I know I need to do it and it's been six months and I haven't done it, yeah. then I need to outsource it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how I got, that's how we got Sam. Yeah, yep. that's how we brought Sam into the fold. It was one of those like Sam Baker. She's my email marketer. Is she an operating system? She is not an operating. I have Sam Baker thirteen point five. Yes, that's <laughs> the awesome. coin update is going to come with all these new so, features. Like, this is it's going to seem like I have a backlog of operating systems because I am good at like the tasks in front of me, but I'm not yeah. great at operations. It's not in my strengths. 
I like it, I did the strength finder thing and literally I have one execution strength in all of the strengths. Like yeah. everything else is strategic and ideation. And that's delegation. And, and, yes. right? yeah. and it is. It's, I'm a fantastic um, executor of delegation. It is. That is where the strength, is. that's what it is. Like I'm all in the relationship building and the ideation and the strategic thinking and all of that. And the execution is like way down here. When you know that it, you're giving yourself permission to lean into that and yeah, you're giving and yourself to spend permission. money on it because yes. you, know, right. you got to give up that, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think and that's too, okay. what Joe said is that's, he's very clear on his vision of what yep. he wants. And so all of those things are in alignment with that. And he's making decisions based on that mm-hmm. vision. And so people miss that boat of wait, what do I actually want versus what I should do or the yep. pressure yep. of like yep. comparison or like getting, you know, what do you actually want to do? What mm-hmm. do you want your schedule to look like, your business to look like? Your, and then just do things based on that. And that's the difference. Joe's saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I want it to look like. Mm-hmm. And realizing yeah. that's going to change. Like, yes. I'll, yes. I'll change it's my going mind to in three years. Yep. Yes. Like I'll be singing a completely different tune, but yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure I will because I know me. That's, that's just what well, I like yeah. to do. And, like, and you have a great operating system. Her name's Lori. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have an operating oh, system? 20 points. Or is it you? <laughs> His is Alexa. <laughs> I, no, it's not Alexa for sure. Yeah. I won't talk about my operating system at this time. <laughs> Carry on. I choose not to incriminate myself at this time. Um, I also think that speaks to like these partnerships so that we know where the the balance lies. So like for your guys thing, is it, like Josh, for you, was it just a, a thing where you would just say, hey, let's talk to this person and then show up? That used to be my MO, but I would just say, hey, let's talk to this person and show up. That's, I think you got to be a little more precise than that. You got to recognize when the, there's an organic feeling inside that an instinctual feeling that hey, I need to sow seed in this area, whether it's usually something in generosity, it's usually something instead of wasting time, which mm-hmm. I've done a lot of, it's like, how do you spend your time wisely? It's definitely about time management, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think what I've seen you be super good at when it comes to this is I think you think, what does the client need instead of what's all the crap I have that I can pitch to the client? I think if you take that approach, I think that's why your batting average is so high. Like when you're like, hey, we should meet with these guys and talk about this because it's always followed by because this is what they're trying to get done. And I think this would help. Well, that is that is an evolution and understanding for sure. In my Mm -hmm. experience, because I've definitely been guilty of trying to sell stuff. And knowing that I can do stuff or had no people who can do stuff and mm-hmm. then try to force that down people's throat. And that's, I'm thankful to the BNI organization for that opportunity to do that on a weekly basis to reflect on going on, Hey, what's my style here? Mm-hmm. You know, something to go, you got to go through this shit. Everybody's got to grow through doing. Yep. You can only do so much academic versus pure experience. And when you mix those two and then you recognize mistakes, learn from mistakes and push on forward. And back to something earlier for the podcast, it gave me continuity and something that I was doing every week Mm -hmm. and going back to, and that was the same with someone else. So in a sense, it was accountability. In a sense, it was proactive networking because you're precise about who you're inviting and why. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, it was like a a train engine pulling the train. But whether it's journaling or going to a weekly group or meeting with Jenny to discuss your business goals or marketing needs and forming your identity and all that, like something, some form of continued thing 
around the scatteredness, I think. kind of I felt that when I broke from my day job, the idea of there were no anchors in the week. There was mm-hmm. no like setting a reminder that, mm-hmm. hey, this is the thing I do at this That's point. That's scary as hell. That can it be is scary as hell. Yeah. It's like being in the ocean yep. over your, oh, you can't touch the bottom and you don't know what. You Plus, it's really hard to remember what day it is. Yep. Yeah, you have that a lot, even now, Joe. <laughs> I don't remember. I thought yesterday was Friday. I went home and I, I had a beer and I was like, weekend. I was like, <laughs> I was like it's Thursday. Oh. Well, okay. That makes sense because I do have podcasts tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience. If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today. I didn't realize how much I needed that structural anchor until I no longer had it. Even though like it was total chaos within the daily activities cuz working in a hospital anything can happen at any time. It's like yeah. the roulette wheel of what patient is going to have a crisis on whatever given day or when the insurance is going to run out or like who who knows what the or there would be an issue with delivery of equipment. There's comfort and in, in knowing like I have this meeting on this day every, and I have these tasks that need to be completed after this meeting and yeah. yeah. But yeah. also the we should give our protest predictability. For that That's the word out. I'm looking for. Predictability. Yeah. And when you're when you shift to business owner, right? Then and you were responsible for creating the structure, and you are, and you've never had to do that. It is very like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> it's two sides of the brain, isn't it? You have to operate fully <laughs> focused in one and the other. And mm-hmm. I don't know if the old cliche of men are more single focused versus women or multi. I don't know. I think we all agree that it's still a struggle mm-hmm. when you're an entrepreneur. And when you're a creative entrepreneur, because I think that I think that's the difference. Cause I'm sitting here on the Myers Briggs. I'm like a 20 on the J. And so like <laughs> that was not an issue for me. You're not an ENFP. What? <laughs> I think we should, I think we should go around and give tips. Like we, we often ask people and guys who do stuff. If you had a DeLorean and you could go back to a certain point in time and talk to yourself, what would you tell yourself? So this will be fun. What would you go back at the beginning of your business when you just burned the ship and left the day job and tell that version of you? And it's like pro tips for people that are just going out on their own for the first time. So I'll start. For me, I spent a lot of time around the house and I needed to have an office. So it was worth it to me to have a place to go to get, we were just talking about structure and Mm -hmm, everything, mm -hmm. that I could go and because Joe, so this won't be for everybody, but if I'm at home, I'm much more likely to do something for whatever reason. I don't need much of an excuse to keep me off task. It'll be like, there's some dishes. I should do them dishes. Yep. And uh, it's 1030 and I'm in the middle of something and I'm like, dishes. And right. That door jam looks like I, that needs to be replaced. When's the last <laughs> time that threshold was replaced? How do you replace a threshold, YouTube? <laughs> 30 minutes later. So having a place to go for me was like, oh, that was definitely worth a little bit of money that it cost to get like an office space somewhere Mm -hmm. so that I could get that routine back. Because I was so long used to going somewhere in a car and being there for eight hours. That transition. Yeah. And so I didn't have the transition anymore. So that was really helpful for me to put that in. 
And to, to segue from that, I actually was loving the working from home and having my my ability to work remotely and do anything at all hours because I had a newborn. And so my hours were unpredictable and I couldn't be held to the yeah. traditional eight hour schedule. So it was fine for me to work from home until last year when everyone was home. And then I realized that it totally didn't work for me and I needed to have an yeah. office. Also, I needed the ability to turn off to leave and and go home and I can leave my computer here. I can leave my laptop here. I like all of the things where I can actually segment and compartmentalize so that I'm present for the family with the family or friends or whatever. And I feel much more productive and much more, and I'm not driving all the networking things and I love doing things virtually. I'm very happy in this virtual space, even though everybody else says they're zoomed out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that the caveat then is instead of, Hey, this worked for me. The pro tip here is make sure you understand what environment you like to get work done in and you're mm -hmm. productive in yep. yeah. and make yeah. sure that happens. There's a great book called uh, The Power of Habit that kind of was the trigger for me and also Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. Just talking about what, how do you set up your environment for yep. productivity for yourself? Because it's not a simple, hey, that worked for Joe. I should go run right. an office. It's, it's finding what works yeah. for you. And then after and Atomic Habits, you read Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. And that puts all the atomic habits and into then you action. Read micro habits coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even just how you structure your day, like when are your most productive yeah. times and when are your least productive? So that way you put the most productive mm -hmm. is when you have your profit producing activities in there versus I need to do email at the end of the day because mm -hmm. I don't have to be. So email is from after I get the boys to when my alarm goes off, that literally tells me stop working. Like I had to put an alarm on my phone that's like stop. And you have an office in your house. But you also have transition time in your house. Yeah. Oh, I structured in my day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was I yes. was literally handing teeing up that softball for you. Y'all can't see, but I just rolled my eyes <laughs> like a mother. So, so to go like what give I'm saying the is, pro tip so is the pro tip is if you don't have an office space and you have a home office, <laughs> is to intentionally like I have fifty different uh, alarms on my phone to help me through those transitions. It says boundaries. And then it, the, it goes off because I'm like, all right, I have to be boundaried of it's 515 and I'm closing out for the day. Because if I don't, then I can't check kids homework in time. Then it snowballs. It throws everything off. And I am like a ticking time bomb. And when eight o'clock comes, if I am not transitioning into my room for my time, it's like mommy's going to explode. And so if we don't do these things, then it's then bath time is put back and then books, reading them books and yeah. snuggles and everything. And it's, but eight o'clock is coming. Moral of the story is set yourself up for success of what works for you. Mm -hmm. And if that means you work from home and then you have transition time of, for me, mine is mommy's having her 30 minutes of quiet time. And I like my transition time to be outside. So that's a different energetic environment than inside the house in my office, my mm -hmm. home office. And like sitting outside on the porch or swinging on the swings or walking barefoot in the grass. And then that's my 30 minutes. And then they know, okay, you just now we the can opening play. sequence to any medical uh, <laughs> commercial that I've seen on television. Like, you could just film that and put some disclosure on the end of it. But I had boot. to train my kids in that though. Like it takes a training period. You have to mm -hmm. train your, the people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, Going back in time and sorry, I can't take you seriously. When you moved and I saw you wearing leather pants again. Just, <laughs> let me get reset. All right. Reset, Joe. Let me start over again in my leather pants. I think that yeah, I would say to myself, designate 
or focus a consistent percentage of your energy to building your team earlier versus just going out and trying to sell your service. Like when you move to a new city or you branch out in a new business, say you're going to do something new, try to figure out who other people are interested in the same sort of things as you. Even maybe if it's not people who do what you do, or mm-hmm. but people who have interests that you do recreationally, like bicycles or flower growing or whatever it might be, but plug into communities and then lo- and then bond with people in those areas as well. Well, and the whole transition thing wouldn't even be my pro tip. Like my pro tip for when I first started out back in 07 was networking. Mm-hmm. And that was the big shift. And I met, that's where I met Tori. And mm-hmm. so the, the people that I have created friendships with to this day mm-hmm. met from the networking group. Yep, that's how we met. Exactly. And mm-hmm. being intentional about, because it's not just any networking group. It's you have to find the one that mm-hmm. works for you. Yep. And so you're shopping them and you're like, okay, here are my people. Here's my community. So it doesn't have to be a BNI. It doesn't have to be an A team or any, it's just what, where are your people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used to say that, to that when I lived in New York for seven years and I had a friend who was, had a friend, a friend who had a friend who could never find a guy. And it was like, why doesn't she just go out to, why, what is she interested in doing? What mm-hmm. does she like to do in her free time? And like go to those places and hang out instead of stressing out about trying to find the exact person just coming along. If you don't, you got to take risks, and mm-hmm. go explore, fill out your life. Well, and it's so funny because when I started the second business, it had so the first business was 07 and the second was 2017. And so that's like a long time in between. And I had forgot like, oh, it yeah. starts with the networking. And so in the second business, I'm like, why isn't it like, why aren't things happening? And I was getting so frustrated yeah. and I was like, I don't understand. And just had a breakdown with the launch Holly Springs cohort that I was in. And I was like, I just don't understand. I'm working yeah. so hard. And they're like, are you networking? And I was like, oh my God. Bing. Right. And then that's, yeah. yeah. And that area too, as an artist, being a networker has a bad taste in a lot of creatives mouths. Because mm-hmm. it, it's like, I mean, but uh, yeah, and we can look at this know, from the actual numbers perspective because yeah. in being in locally in the triangle, there's like how many BNI groups? There's 30 or 40 BNI groups. And out of all of those, there's five photographers and five videographers in all of the groups. Yeah, and they work and they didn't, that's good for them. There's a need there. I saw it all the time I, in networking when I'd say, what do you do? And I just had to change what I said. Because as soon as I said anything related to marketing, I could see their eyes, tr- them try to stop their eyes from rolling back <laughs> in their head. <laughs> it's so true. It's so but true. It's, no, because, but my point was a lot of creatives are introverts and a lot of creatives don't understand the power of networking because that when you're, but when you're a creative that works specifically B2B because you're a, a marketing, you create marketing videos or you are a brand photographer or whatever the, that outlet is, you don't have to network in all the places. You just have to network in the right place. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think I misunderstood about networking. I used to think that it was, it was serendipitous. And so it was about luck. It was about like being in the right meeting and finding oh, right the right place, person. Right time. And so then that allowed myself to think, well, maybe I'm just not lucky in networking. When in reality, networking is like work. It's like yes. putting in the hours to do yes. the thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason that it that switched in my mind is when I realized that networking is cumulative. It's not like lucky. It's a long game. It's a long mm-hmm. game. If you do it consistently for a year, mm-hmm. you're going to start to see results. Yep. If you do it good for a week, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. And so I had thought that it was all luck and all serendipity instead of just what it really is, which is just work and yep. consistency and doing something well over and over again a bunch of times because you get better at pitching yourself as a story. You get better at understanding what type of networking works for you yep. and who your people are and who you're looking to hang out with. And But it is definitely a compounding effect. And I thought that it was a luck thing. Like it was mm-hmm. like winning the lottery. Right. I won a client. Yeah. My scratch off had a client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really not how it works. No, not at all. And I, did you guys experience this? Because I ended up starting to get really resentful sometimes doing it because you're doing, uh, especially with BNI, like it's very, I can, you know, you, you tell me this is the map to success and I will follow the little steps. And yeah. so I'm following the little steps and I'm doing these one-on-ones and people are like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll connect you. And so I would connect and then they'd be like, oh, I'll connect you as and then there was, they wouldn't. And so I'm like, wait a minute, I'm freaking doing my end of this damn deal. What the hell? You said you were going to do an email connection between, I ain't seen shit, but I sure as hell sent yours now, didn't I? You know what I mean? And so like, it would just really irk me of, I am doing the system. Yeah. So why isn't this happening? I've heard you know? a lot of people explain like a BNI or a formatted networking group is like great for beginners. And I think yeah. the sediment is you learn the principles of networking and then you actually start to learn like what's a better platform than you. And all of a sudden the formula from the other thing starts to misfit a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, but I don't really want to do it that way. I like to do it this way. But as your business evolves <clears throat> that if you're not If you can't grow within, especially if you're in a seat specific group, if you can't grow within your seat, then you find yourself feeling stifled and it's okay because the reality is your business is going to evolve. It's going to evolve with the market. It's going to evolve with your desires. It's going to evolve with you. Like you may start out doing one thing and then realize I don't like, I like holding babies, but I don't want to take their picture. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Or I thought that I might enjoy photographing weddings, but that really sucks. And I don't want to do that anymore. These are all the things I don't do. So don't call me to do those things. This is why I'm only a brand and marketing photographer. This is why I only work on content strategy. And it's why it's hard for me to be in seat specific groups. But what's interesting is that when you have, when you have the awareness that I think it comes down to giving yourself permission to be aware and to understand that there are things that are going to evolve and grow over time and that's okay. And you don't have to be in side the one box just because somebody told you that's where you should be. Like your box can change in size and shape and mm-hmm. all the things just because. Yeah. And it's, and I'm trying to think of who it might've been Simon Sinek that I heard this from. I can't remember, but when he talked about your why all is basically stays mm-hmm. the same, yeah. right? You might get more clear on it, but your why stays the same mm-hmm. always. And so that's the pouring the foundation of the house. Well, your vision is the walls, the Mm -hmm. shutters the color of the shutters do you want it to be a three bedroom or a four bedroom and that can that your vision is constantly evolving and you're like this year my shutters were blue but now I realize that my true color is yellow so this now I'm going to repaint the shutters yellow you know what I mean weren't we going to play some kind of association game or something yeah what do you (laughs) call it rapid fire yeah are you bored with us already I know I was like (laughs) sorry Sorry. I love it. I, I love promised it. him rapid fire. Fucking- Since the first time we recorded, we added something new. Josh has showed up 15 minutes late and is fucking bored with us. Uh, <laughs> are we going to play a game? Are we going to play some games? Here's what I'm, I'm like, there's a fucking fabulous. 
Walking <laughs> fabulous. Uh, I, I like. I, are you appreciative of my addition to the coaster? <laughs> I pile? This, this is great. I love your branding style. It's so right on. Mm-hmm. It always makes me smile. Your laugh. And I'm I'm silently correcting your grammar. Remember that <laughs> yes, T-shirt. I I have a thing for graphic tees. This uh, this one is feed me tacos and tell me I'm pretty. Yes, I mean yeah, two, two dancing tacos. tacos. Mine is a Norwal and it says gnarly, which I think is labeled wrong. It should say horny whale. <laughs> wow. Mine is a pink flamingo and it says. Flocking fabulous. Mm-hmm. And um Flocking Fabulous. Yeah, but when are we gonna play a game? We're gonna play a game. Sarah's <laughs> Sarah's over there is a, a blue one with uh, hammerhead sharks that say let's get hammered. Let's get hammered. Mm-hmm. If you've right. listened to this podcast episode this long, you are <laughs> with it, people. Uh, all right. Thank you so much to Josh and Joe for hanging out with us today and the guys who do stuff. Connect with us at girlswhodostuff.com. Subscribe to our email list for fun announcements and leave us a review. It helps other people find our stuff. We would be so grateful to you for taking those actions so we can get this out into the world and change more lives. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you do, do you, boo. boo. We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.